You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Movie Therapy listeners, Kristen here. Remember how we told you last week that we had lots more episodes of Movie Therapy coming your way, even though the show is technically coming to an end? Well, we weren't lying. Here's the first of many. It's an episode we recorded almost a year and a half ago as a backup in case one of us got sick and knock wood, turns out we never needed it. So we're going to release it now. We hope you enjoy it. And we also hope you enjoy all the bonus episodes coming your way every other week, starting in two weeks. And now, on with the show. Welcome to our couch. Take a seat. It's time for therapy. Movie therapy. I'm Rafer Guzman, film critic for Newsday. And I'm Kristen Meinzer, culture critic and co-author of How to Be Fine. In each episode of Movie Therapy, we offer up questionable advice and solid movie and TV recommendations for whatever ails you. As always, we'd like to note we are not real therapists. We are not doctors, but we are movie critics. Yes, real movie critics, not fake ones, not the kinds of movie critics you see on TV, very real ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Although, wait, I do go on TV sometimes. Yes, you do. I do. And I guess I do, too. So so we are those kinds of movie <laughs> critics, too. <laughs> oh, well. So, Rafer, should we get to this week's letters? Yes, let's. Okay. Our first letter is from Carla. And she says, Dear Rafer and Kristen, I know that what we see on social media should be taken with a grain of salt but it's really hard for me not to suffer from FOMO and a sense of despair when I page through Instagram or Facebook. Compared to me, everyone's houses are so stylishly decorated. Everyone's meals are so gourmet. Their children are beautiful. Their spouses are attractive. Their pets are adorable. I don't even have a boyfriend, much less a husband or a kid on the honor roll. How can I get over the compare and despair? I need social media to stay connected, but I'm tired of it making me feel lousy. Oh, Carla. And just in case anyone doesn't know, FOMO means fear of missing out. Do we have to explain that? It's worth saying. It's definitely worth saying. Is this something that you ever experienced, Rafer? Me? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say to Carla that I know exactly what you're going through. I think this has been a, a big part of my life in general, even from the time I can remember of being, uh, let's say, maybe junior high, high school 
envy. It's very poisonous, I think, and it's something I struggle with a lot. Mm. Not to turn you into my shrink, Carla, but it is a big <laughs> it is a big problem for me. It's something I really struggle with, and uh, it's hard. And I do know exactly what you mean about social media. It only makes it worse. All the humble bragging. That's that's my. I think that's really one of my huge pet peeves. Whenever people say so, comma, um, comma. And then they reveal some incredible feat or or honor that they've been given. I won the Pulitzer. Yeah. I always feel like, oh, God, why don't you just pump your fist and just say, dudes, I won the Pulitzer. Dudes, I got an Oscar. Instead of saying, so, um, you know, I don't, I, it, it really, that really bothers me. Anyway, that's a related issue. But yes, Carla, I feel, I feel your FOMO pain. How about you, Kristen? You don't seem like an envious person to me, Kristen. I don't think I suffer from too much envy. Um, I am surprised that you do, Rafer, because you're on social media less than most people I know. Mm. You do a really good job of mostly not being on social media. Um, (laughs) But no, in the past, I would say I definitely suffered from it a lot to, you know, maybe an unhealthy degree where I spent so much time comparing myself to others. How do I look? How How do I measure up? And I think something happened in the last decade or so where it just hit me I don't care. And by that, I mean, this person's aspirations are not mine. Why should I even compare myself to somebody else? That person who wants to live in a McMansion in the suburbs, to everybody else, it may seem like they're showing off. But to me, I'm like, I would never want that life in a million years. That sounds like pure hell to me, you know, (laughs) or the people who are showing off their great camping skills. As we've said in the past, Rafer, Camping isn't our jam. No. I don't care about your camping. No. I'm not jealous of this. I don't want to be digging a hole in the ground and pooing in it. I'm not jealous at all. No, not jealous. So I think part of what helped make my envy uh, lighten up a little bit was just realizing a lot of the things people were showing off were things that I don't ever want. I just don't want those things. So it's fine. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Nothing to be jealous of here. I don't want that thing you're showing. And then also just the realization that we all know this, but I think we have to remind ourselves of it. What we see on social media is maybe one tiny sliver of a giant tree of what their life is. That's right? true. Oh, God, I said tree of life again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying here. You're a secret Malik this, fan. This is not the whole person. This is not their whole life. You're right. These are not all of the good and bad things in their lives. This is just one photo that they took today or one sentence that they published today. It's not fully who they are. And behind the scenes, they probably also have, you know, insecurities. They have things that go wrong, you know? I of mean, course. I just think that those things that look so good Maybe they're not as good as you think they are. <laughs> I think you could be right. I think you could be right. It's right. You're right. You're right that these uh, that these these little these little things on social media are just a snapshot. That's a, that's a good way of looking at it. Also, you cannot follow people if you want to. That's true. You can mute them if you don't want to see that anymore. You can definitely mute people you don't like very much. Um, there was somebody who pointed out to me last year what's called that bitch eating crackers sort of social media (laughs) relationship where the person you're friends with on social media could do anything and you will just be irritated by whatever they post. Uh, Look at that bitch eating crackers crackers. like she owns the place. Just look at that bitch (laughs) eating crackers. And if there's somebody in your feed who causes you to say that bitch eating crackers, maybe don't follow her anymore. Yep. I mean, it's totally okay to mute people. Yeah, I've unfollowed a few people in my time. Oh, yeah, me too. And hasn't it made you happier? Yes, completely. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, enough advice, though. Rafer, I want to know what you are going to prescribe to Carla here. 
Okay, so my prescription, Carla, is a movie from not that long ago, from 2017. I don't know if Kristen, uh, if you know this movie, Brad's Status, starring Ben Stiller. I do not know this movie. No, I don't know it. It really flew under the radar. It just kind of, uh, it never got a, a ton of traction. It kind of never quite broke out of the art house circuit. But it's a really great movie. It's um, by uh, Mike White. He's known mostly as a writer. Uh, he's probably most famous for writing School of Rock. He also did Freaks mm-hmm. and Geeks, the TV show. Uh, oh, love that show. Nice. Oh, of course. Freaks and Geeks is amazing. So he's written for a lot of television. Uh, he also directs movies sometimes. And he also directed this one. And Ben Stiller plays a normal guy named Brad. He's the kind of guy you would probably know. He lives in Northern California. He's in Sacramento, actually. He runs a nonprofit, just like he always wanted to. He's happily married uh, to Jenna Malone. His son is a talented musician. The kid looks like he's got a shot at Harvard. And yet, Brad isn't happy because his friends seem happier. They're definitely richer. There's the guy who made a mint and retired early to Hawaii. He's played by Jemaine Clement. There's the White House advisor who's always on television doing a book tour. That's Michael Sheen. The hedge fund guy with the trophy wife, Luke Wilson. And then there's Mike White himself who plays, what else, a Hollywood director. And here's a clip. How much do you think your parents' house is worth? My parents' house? I don't know. Like two million? What does it matter? Why aren't you getting the house when they die? When they die? I think they're considering leaving it all to the grandkids. What do you mean? Like splitting everything between the grandkids. What? Steve has three kids. He's already rich. We only have one. How's that fair? I'm going to be so distraught when my parents die. I'm not going to give a f*** about the money. Really? Not at all? (laughs) I think you will. We have a great life. Go to sleep. Rayford, this sounds so good. That cast is all star. I cannot believe I haven't seen this movie. Yeah, great cast. And it really sounds like it speaks to, you know, that emotional insecurity a lot of us feel when we think about how other people are doing compared to ourselves. So... This sounds really good. It is. It's a it's a really good little movie. And it's funny. I was kind of pleased to get this letter from Carla because it's a problem, this kind of uh, envy. It's a problem I usually associate with men. Maybe that's incorrect of me, but I feel like it tends to be a guy problem, this idea of trying to measure up and kind of win the rat race. And so I was kind of, in a way, kind of happy to get this letter from a woman who is experiencing this. And I do realize that this movie... Is It is, you know, it's made by a guy. It's about a guy. His friends are guys. But I still think it'll work for for you, Carla, because it hits the nail on the head just so accurately. You can see so clearly that this guy, Brad, has everything he wants and needs, like like literally everything. He just wants what other people have. And that is driving him into despair and also into some very funny situations. It really is a comedy, and it's a very funny movie. It's very poignant. It's very sweet. And I really like it, and I think it might give you a little uh, a little uplift there. Rafer, I love that you said Brad has everything he needs, because I think that's also a good thing to think about when we're suffering from compare and despairs. You know, a lot of the things we're despairing about are frequently things that we don't need. It's so true. It's fine. We're doing just great. We're doing just fine. So true. Well, Kristen, how about you? What do you have for Carla? 
Well, I have another movie also from 2017 called Ingrid Goes West. Did you see this, Rafer? Oh, yes. I, I remember I remember the uh, posters for this movie, and I really wanted to see it because I like Aubrey Plaza a lot, but I did not get around to this one. Uh, tell me about it. So Ingrid Goes West tells the story of this sad young woman. She has kind of a ho-hum life. Her name is Ingrid. She's played by Aubrey Plaza, as you said. And she decides to follow her Instagram obsession, a woman named Sloan in Los Angeles, who essentially just looks like a walking Coachella model, um, played by Elizabeth <laughs> Olsen. You know, she's got like her kind of like dreamy highlighted blonde hair, just the right cutoffs, just the right boots, just the right handbag. Everything in her life is just so perfect. You know, she loves this artisanal salad spot that you should know about and uh, hashtag blessed. You know, she's that kind of person. Yes. And Ingrid is obsessed with her. And so she decides, you know what? My life is really sad. I'm just going to follow my obsession out west in L.A. where she lives. And I'm going to ingratiate myself to her. And I'm going to become friends with her. Take a listen. Okay, cheese. Wait, actually, don't smile. And if you hold your bag down like this, it might look better. And even at an angle, maybe. Cool. Okay, I think we got it. Thank you. Sorry, would you actually, would you mind just taking a, a few more? And maybe if you got lower, then you could get the sign above our heads, and that would be uh, amazing. Here you go. Thanks. You're the best. Sure. Just do what I'm doing. If you just get lower, it, that would be better. You mean on the floor? Yeah, if you can. Okay. Uh, last one. Should we try one with the peace sign? Yeah. So you might be wondering, how do you turn somebody from an internet obsession into a friend? And the way Ingrid does this is she essentially Instagram stalks Sloan. So when Sloan is at this salad spot or this handbag store or what have you, Ingrid takes note of all of those places and she just kind of shows up at them. And when she sees what Sloan likes to buy, she'll buy the same kind of thing. And then that way you can coincidentally run into someone and say, oh, I have the same handbag as you. And before you know it, they start this odd kind of friendship. But of course, with a friendship like this, everything is just holding on by a thread because none of the friendship is real. It's completely based on you put out a certain image. I try to project that image back at you. And that is essentially what the stress of the entire movie is, is when someone else's image that they project becomes something that you want to get close to and you realize maybe it's not all entirely real. Oh, no. What if I'm not entirely real? At what point does what we show the world not actually reflect who we are anymore? At what point is it actually just something that we're putting out there because that's what we do nowadays? I like this, Kristen. I have to say I'm very impressed you've chosen a movie about a woman and it's a movie about social media. I feel like you've you've really uh, you've pinpointed uh, Carla's exact problem. I'm very impressed. Oh, why, thank you. But, you know, I got to tell you, Rafer, I know just as many women who suffer from compare and despair as men. I definitely do. I see it all the time. And then definitely the FOMO as well. Like, you know, somebody posts a picture of their bitch and party they had last Friday night. And for some reason, you weren't at that party, but a bunch of your other friends are. Right. Yeah. I, I know a lot of women who have to deal with that. Sure, sure. No, I can understand that. I'm glad I'm glad uh, I'm glad to hear all this. Thank you. I'm gonna talk to my own shrink about this uh, perhaps tomorrow. 
Yes, do it. Do it. Um, so again, our movie picks here for you, Carla, are from Rafer, Brad's Status, and from me, Ingrid Goes West. All right, we're going to take a quick break. But before we do, are you in a predicament where you could use some questionable advice and a good movie recommendation? Write to us at rafer at kristen at gmail.com. You do not have to use your real name. You can also fill out the contact form at raferandkristen.com. And of course, you can tweet us at Kristen Meinzer and at Rafer Guzman. Stay with us. When we're back, we have someone who's sad about the cancellation of her summer plans. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Was, or call the police. Or call the police, like she should have, <laughs> exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hey, Matt, did you know that wombats poop cubes? Nope, never heard that before. Did you know the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland, Ken? I didn't know, nor do I care. Neil, did you know that Liechtenstein is the only doubly landlocked country in Europe? Jeff, isn't that an American pop artist? Well, actually, it's both. If you want to learn things like that and more, join us each week on Triviality, a pub trivia-style game show podcast where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Listen in each week to answer general knowledge trivia alongside exciting guests from around the world. And we're here too. Join us every Tuesday for new hour-long episodes of Triviality, plus tons of extra theme content on everything from The Office and Lord of the Rings to science and geography. And sometimes we even do sports. Find us on all your preferred podcast apps and take part in the fun of playing bar trivia without the need to wear pants. Real mature, Jeff. Forget it, Neil. It's Triviality. All right, Rafer, we are back with our second letter of the week. Okay, I'm excited to hear this one. Uh, Kristen, you read this. All right, it's from Nora. Nora says, Dear Rafer and Kristen, my husband and I are both teachers, so we have crazy and hectic schedules during the school year. I love planning our summer vacation, trying to find new places to explore with the kids. This summer, we were going to road trip through California and Oregon, from Death Valley to Portland, stopping at Disneyland, San Francisco, and as many national parks along the way as possible. We've been saving and planning for a year now, and of course, we have to postpone until at least the summer of 2021. It's ultimately such a first world problem, but the summer vacation is something we so look forward to. Do you have any advice for a fun summer quarantine style? Oh boy, yeah. Um, I'm. Uh, I understand what Nora's going through for sure as well. We've had a lot of our summer plans canceled, uh, and I think when you have kids, it's it's really difficult to just say, you know, well, 
we're just going to put it off till next year because you know a, a year is like is like two or three lifetimes for a kid, and I, I I hate canceling those plans. I just feel like they're really they're so much more meaningful. I think to the kids. So uh, I, I I I understand this uh, from Nora. Kristen, yeah. how, how about you? Oh, yeah. And Nora, if you're a teacher, you definitely need a break yeah. now because you and your husband have been having a really tough year. I mean, it's it's tough enough to be a school teacher in a classroom. But then the fact that you have now had to become a remote school teacher, learn a whole new method of teaching, teach people who are not necessarily, you know, in the best circumstances, paying attention, um, having the access to technology or anything else, you know, it's a really, really tough way to live your life. So it's been tough this year for you, Nora. You deserve a vacation. I wish I could just give you a vacation right now. I'm, I'm so sorry you're going through this. And I don't know if it makes you feel any better, but I mean, you're not alone in this. Tons of people all over the country are feeling the same thing right now, the cancellation of their summer plans. And so it, it's it sucks, but you are not alone in this. Um, Rafer, you're just one of many people I know going through this right now. It, it's a lot of people right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. You could use a vacation too, Rafer. <laughs> oh, believe you me. And I'm not getting one for a long time. But uh, yes, I certainly could use one. So Kristen, do you have any advice for Nora? Yeah, I do have some advice for you, Nora. Uh, so as far as movie prescriptions go, I recommend that you try to capture that road trip feeling by watching movies and TV shows with your family that take place on the road. One of my favorites from the past year is a Netflix series called AJ and the Queen, starring the great RuPaul as a drag queen named Robert. Robert has a national drag tour he needs to go on, but unbeknownst to him, a 10-year-old homeless child named AJ has stowed away in his RV, and the two end up on a great adventure. Here's a clip. The man I was in love with took off. And truth is, I am completely broke. You're still a star, Robert. You get back on the road and you do what you do best. Who's little Miss Sunshine over here? I'm his bodyguard. (laughs) (laughs) How about that kid? I can't end up in your RV anyhow. AJ's mother, she's not doing very good. Well, I I can't say that RuPaul on a road trip does not sound interesting. I have to admit that. I loved this show. It is so fun. It is so wholesome. It is so good for the whole family. It has positive messages about seeing the best in others. Plus, there are a ton of really fabulous drag performances and some terrific cameos. Definitely check it out. What about you, Rafer? Well, I'm going a tiny bit off the beaten track, and I hope this movie will work for Nora, our our listener. Um, It's a movie called Pirate Radio from 2009. I think, Kristen, you may have seen this with me. Um, It's sometimes called, depending on what country you're in, it might be called The Boat That Rocked. It's this fun, fluffy, nostalgic movie about England in the 1960s. A little background, uh, a somewhat not very well-known fact— at the height of the rock revolution in England during the 60s, rock music was almost never played on British radio. The way kids heard it was from ships that broadcast illegally just outside of British waters, hence the term pirate radio. And this is how, you know, rock was essentially born in England. And this movie is a fictional account of a teenager who gets a kind of a summer internship, you might say, on one of these boats. And he meets this crazy crew of DJs and misfits and druggies who all bond together over this one summer on a boat. And they have all these crazy adventures. 
and it's a lot of fun. It's got this kind of nostalgic, summery feel. Great cast. Bill Nye, uh, uh, Reese Evans, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's marvelous in it. And it's just this really fun, sweet, kind of fluffy, summery movie. Here's a clip. Ladies and gentlemen of Great Britain, Carl has emerged from the Chamber of Love. Carl, say hello to the 20 million people who've been waiting with bated breath to hear the news whether or not you have indeed misplaced your crucial cherry tonight. I think that's a yes. Is that a yes? And remember the reply, I don't want to answer that question, means yes. I'm certainly not going to answer that question. Houston! <laughs> This news flash, a nice young man has lost his virginity Reefer, I vaguely remember this movie. I remember it scratched kind of the same itch for me as Pump Up the Volume, which was a movie I loved as, <laughs> as a kid. Yes. As a kid, I love that movie. Um, I'm curious, are you recommending this for the whole family, for the grown-ups in the family? I think it could be for, you know, your slightly older kids. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get a little risque. The, the language is going to get a little raunchy. I don't think it's anything that's going to uh, uh, horrify you if you've got a tween but it does, I think, have this kind of nice throwback to your teen, to your teenage years when you're kind of off on an adventure and that sort of, I don't know how to put it. There's a great line in the movie, uh, and this is almost sort of the reason I recommend it, where Philip Seymour Hoffman's character is sitting on the deck of the boat and he says, oh my God, I just realized something. This was the best time of our lives. This is going to be it. Mm. And it's got that kind of nice feeling. Um, and it's a nice little moment. Anyway, you know, it... It's a it's a fluffy film. It's not what I would call substantial, but it's got a nice feeling, and that's why I recommend it. Ah, well, that is good enough for me. So again, those recommendations are from Rafer, Pirate Radio, and from me, AJ and the Queen on Netflix and The Princess Diaries. We're going to take one more quick break, but when we're back, we have our What Should I Watch Next Letter of the Week. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update, wherever you get your podcasts. We are back with our What Should I Watch Next letter of the week. This one is from Brandon. Kristen, do you want to read this one? Yes. Brandon says, Dear Rafer and Kristen, I love Fleabag. And when it ended, I was left with a giant Fleabag-sized hole in my heart. Like the main character, I am also flawed. I've also screwed up a lot, and my family is a mess. But somehow, Fleabag made people like me seem charming and even lovable despite all our flaws. I'd love another show or a movie that shines a light on the human side of us screw-ups. What should I watch next? Ah, Fleabag. Uh, now, we should just point out, in case you're not familiar with Fleabag, it's the Netflix show uh, starring uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, the yes. uh, British uh, actress, comedian. Uh, Kristen, you've seen Fleabag? 
Yes, I've seen both seasons one and season two. And um, I know I've brought this up before. Barack Obama, he has his favorite movies, his favorite TV shows. He lists every year. Fleabag was on his favorite list for last year. <laughs> well, I can see why. If we're not, <laughs> if we're not, if I guess we can't, you know, this this is somewhat of a family podcast. So perhaps we can't uh, reveal perhaps why he would uh, uh, like this movie. There's a, a certain a certain uh, scene with uh, the, the main woman in yes. this series who is known only as Fleabag, who has, uh, I guess we should say, a, a, a an erotic uh, attraction to Obama yes. and his state, his state of the Union speeches. Um, Very tastefully put, Rafer. Very tastefully <laughs> um, It's a very, very funny show. And it's an interesting one, I think, because there aren't a lot of shows or movies, I think, out there that let women push the envelope quite this far. Would you agree? I would agree with you, Rafer. Sadly, that's I think that's very true. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you know, I you could go back to like Bad Lieutenant or something with Harvey Keitel, and that's like the closest you can kind of come to Fleabag. She's she's pretty bad. She's pretty bad. Uh, so, um, Kristen, do you have a recommendation? Yes, I do have a recommendation. Um, I like a show called Dead to Me, and there was a season one and season two just came out a few weeks ago. Season two launched. And like Fleabag, Dead to Me has strong female leads, one of whom has had a loved one die. And as with Fleabag, not everyone is likable all the time. Um, It stars Christina Applegate as Jen, a woman whose husband recently died in a hit and run, and she is determined to solve the crime. And at a support group, Jen befriends a sweet woman named Judy, played by Linda Cardellini. The two become unlikely best friends but maybe also enemies because their secrets begin to come out. We begin to see some cracks in the facade. We begin to see some ugly sides of both of them. And I got to say, it's sometimes really funny. It's sometimes really quirky, but sometimes it's even heartbreaking. And because of that, I think it has a lot in common with Fleabag because Fleabag has all those things as well. Here's a clip. Just heat it up at 300 and leave it in for 35 minutes. Thanks, Karen. It's my take on Mexican lasagna. Great. Jeff and I can't imagine what you're going through. Well, it's like if Jeff got hit by a car and died suddenly and violently. Like that. Okay, I'm just going to admit I have not seen Dead to Me, but those are two great stars, Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini, really underused, great kind of character actress. Um, She's always great in everything she shows up in. So that's that's a pretty good cast. Yeah, the cast is fantastic. And I mean, again, like Fleabag, they're not always good people. They sometimes seem like very bad people, but they also seem relatable, I think. Like, it doesn't matter how comical or over the top these characters are. There are moments where I think, oh, yeah, I feel that. I I know what that feels like. I've been that person. I've done those things that are wrong. Not all the things. And you'll see what I mean when I say not all the things. But they do do some things wrong that I think we can all relate to. And they're definitely not perfect characters who we usually see in the movies or on TV. So again, that is Dead to Me seasons one and two. What about you, Rafer? Okay, I've got a movie to recommend. Um, This is a movie that I'm positive that you saw, and I think we saw it together. I can't remember, Kristen, if we saw it together. It's Young Adult from 2011. Do you remember this? 
Yes, we did see it yes. together. Yes. yes. And I, oh my gosh, I love that you picked this. T- tell us more about it. Well, uh, so y- you could think of this, uh, Brandon, uh, you could think of this as Fleabag sort of 20 years later, only instead of Phoebe Waller-Bridge, you've got Charlize Theron, and she plays a woman named Mavis, who's a successful young adult author who returns to her little hometown of Mercury, Minnesota, to steal back an old high school boyfriend, played by Patrick Wilson. And uh, Mavis thinks this is going to be her big victory lap where, you know, everyone flocks around her and, you know, fawns over her and her success and her fame. But things don't quite turn out that way. The more time she spends in Mercury, Minnesota, the more she realizes that people don't remember her quite as fondly as she thinks they do. And here's an example. I wrote the book. Okay. Do you want a signed copy for your store? No, that's fine. I can sign as many as you want. It adds value to your stock. Yeah, but once merchandise is signed, we can't send it back to the publisher. Why would you be sending it back to the publisher? We're probably not going to sell them. The series is done. I'm really impressed that you chose this one. I feel like you were pulling something out of your hat here. I did not expect you to choose this one. Well, it's just, it's such a great movie. It's uh, not only do you have uh, Charlize Theron, but you've also got uh, Patton Oswalt, the comedian and actor. Uh, He plays her old classmate, Matt. He's kind of the voice of her conscience, I guess you would say, in this movie. It, this is from a filmmaking team that I really like, which is Jason Reitman and Diablo Cody, of course, who did Juno and also Tully. And I think these guys, I don't know, there's something about the two of them. I, I, it's interesting the way they kind of found each other. And they really seem to grapple, I think, with these issues about life and adulthood and uh, growing up and refusing to grow up and what it means to be like a really flawed person and maybe maybe and i and that's a real capital m maybe what we can do to change cuz sometimes we kind of can't and i think like fleabag i think young adult is is a a funny movie i would not call it a comedy but it's funny mostly in a cringy way <laughs> and it and it also really packs a big emotional punch i'm going to i will say i'm going to warn our listener brandon the fleabag fan this is a little a little heavier, I think, than Fleabag is, but I think you'll see the similarities, and I, th- I think you'll really enjoy it. So that's Young Adult from 2011. Oh, I love it, Reefer. I, I love Young Adult, and yeah, it has a lot of the same qualities as Fleabag, and what you said there about, you know, can you be a better person? I think the other question also is, do you actually deep down want to be a better person? I think that's explored in the movie also. (laughs) And that's part of what makes it so delicious. Also true. (laughs) So again, Brandon, um, those recommendations are Young Adult from Rafer and from me, the TV series Dead to Me. I think that's a a job well done, Dr. Meiser. Thank you so much, Dr. Rafer Guzman. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it for this week's episode of Movie Therapy. Please don't hesitate to reach out if you need some questionable advice and solid movie recommendations at RaferandKristen at gmail.com. Again, that's RaferandKristen at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at RaferGuzman and at Kristen Meinzer, and you can use that contact form on our website, RaferandKristen.com. And please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows, and please tell your friends about our show. It really does help a lot. Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Rafer Guzman. Thank you so much for listening. Bye.